Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. This week is flying by here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. It is Throwback Thursday, a favorite day of the week here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. We're going to play our Throwback Thursday game. At the top of the hour, the 5 o'clock hour. Also, uh, Trevor's got a little... He's playing a little game of his own today with the with the music. So you all have to pay attention to what theme there is with the songs that he plays uh, heading out of commercial break. Correct, Trevor? That is correct. I already All the, the ones that come in with the intro bumpers, I, I pre-make, so... And I, I try to make those untimed sensitive so I can use them in other dates when I'm lazy and don't feel like making three new ones, even though I made three new ones today. So you, uh, so pay attention to that, and if you if you know what it is, tweet it at me at T Walker Rivals, uh, and and feel free to call into the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, where tomorrow we will be doing an on location uh, show out there on uh, 4520, I believe Shelbyville Road. So, if you get a chance, come out and say hello, and that's what we'll be doing the show Get a picture tomorrow. with me and TJ. We'll sign autographs. We'll do all that we'll, stuff. We'll sign autographs and also just take some donations, uh, take tips or, or anything anything you have to spare. Tips are welcome. Uh, again, uh, and, the, and the number to call in if you, if you feel the need, 502-384-1450 on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. Trevor, how have you been in the last 24 hours? <laughs> Uh, been good, been good. Got to watch a little basketball. Ended just perfectly in time to watch the last Letterman last night. Uh, actually, wa- watched a nice documentary and then went to bed. Actually, didn't get to watch Letterman, although I do, I do have it recorded. But today has been kind of a a busy day in itself as I gear up for next week's vacation, which I'm uh, I'm mildly excited what about. What were Trevor. you doing at eleven thirty last night? That was so important you couldn't turn on Letterman for an hour. The last show, a last, the end of a thirty-three year old, thirty-three in year era. Well, here's what happened: is one, so my, me and Hannah and our roommate Charlie are on a entourage kick, like I've told you about. Yes, have you found any ugly people? By the way, there, the, I have found one, and it's. I'm talking about people that are you know under forty in the show. Yeah, does Ari count as ugly? No, I'm talking girls only, and Ari is not. Ari is a. It's not ugly. Yeah, he's not a. He's a mature uh, looking man. Yeah, I think he's a. For if I look that if I look that good when I'm forty, forty five, I would take that in a heartbeat. I'd like to look that uh, good but, at thirty five right now. But he, I'm talking. I'm talking girls when I when I say that there's no unattractive females in that show, especially for forty under. I found one, Ooh. and it's when they. Are trying to find out if I think if it's Mandy uh, Ari's little fling is cheating on him, so they go to the Best Buy because they saw that she was there and they wanted to see what movies he rented. One of the girls at Best Buy was actually not, you know, a nine or a ten. Was she, so that, was she so, above so a five? Been, so, uh, yeah, probably probably a four or five. So there's been one. And what one person, what episode of the now, season are you in, by the way? We're we're cruising. I, I think we're like midway through the fourth now. I mean, we are we are just 
burning and churning through these episodes, and I think there's only been one. So I had to watch Survivor last night, which was great, very very entertaining. And then we watched that. We didn't get done with that till a little bit later. And then we had to squeeze in a few entourages. So then before I knew it, it was midnight. Uh, but but we'll we'll watch Letterman. Oh, hold on, let me get this right, TJ. You passed on the last Letterman ever for a watered down reality show and reruns of a show that ended two years ago. Yes. <laughs> when you when you put it that way. Because the, the the roommates are watching it together, and we don't have each other all together all the time. Do you not so have we a second to, TV? We had to squeeze it in. What do you mean? Do we have a second TV? Do you not have a second TV? You, I mean, no, you we ha- do. We do. I think you're missing the point. Is we're watching the entourages together. So if there's a time that we're not all three together, we can't watch it. So last night we were all together. We figured we'd watch it. What's so hard to understand about that? I just I don't I it's harder to understand why you couldn't pause it for, you know, an hour just to watch a little uh, Letterman and say goodbye to a legend, man. Come on. Well, he wasn't going to hear me he, say goodbye. Even Conan's told told on his show told people to flip the channel and not watch him to watch Letterman. Did he really do that? Yes, he, he and during an interview during the interview at the exact 11:37 or whatever cuz he comes on at the right at 11, he comes on 30 minutes earlier. He said Letterman's starting, everyone flip the channel now. So what do you do after what did he do after that? Well, he told people to record his show and watch it later. <laughs> oh, okay. He continued, say, he continued his show, but he just, it was, I thought it was uh, a pretty just, cool thing. What if he just sat around and didn't say anything? Yeah. <laughs> just went quiet. Said, all right, everybody, let's bring a monitor over here and put Letterman on it. That would be. Yeah. And of course, uh, that, I think Jimmy Kimball ran a rerun in, in, in honor of, just so people wouldn't have to even bother wanting to watch his show. Well, that's nice of, of those guys to do. I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. Don't 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 worry about it, Trevor. All right, you just worry about this Throwback Thursday trivia game that we've got for you later on in the air. <laughs> I haven't gone past three questions yet. I'm not worried one bit. You know, I'm just going to make this one ridiculous. <laughs> this is going to be something hard. It's going to be. Like, I can imagine it's going to be a date. Kentucky had a practice on this date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so there is some actual UK news today, and we will spend the majority of today's show talking about that amongst other things Kentucky has re- officially released their out of conference schedule for this season's uh, for the for this upcoming basketball season and it is difficult and um, we're going to talk about that we're going to break down some of the games and, and we're going to have all summer to talk about that but the discussion I want to talk about today and I want you all to chime in and let me know what you all think is if you're a UK season ticket holder, and I'm sure some of you listening are, are you disappointed with this? Do you feel like you were getting a bit cheated with this schedule? Because it is impressive, but a lot of these games are either on the road or neutral site games. So I'll break it down for you right here. Here's UK's official out-of-conference schedule. If you need to get a pin, need to mark it in your calendar, you can go do that right now. So they have two exhibition games, and they always do these. It just depends what teams they play. Uh, they'll play Pikeville and Georgetown College. Uh, they had had Transy in that slot for the past few years, it seems like. Uh, I'm pretty sure they played Georgetown last year. They've played Pikeville before. So Pikeville and Georgetown will get the exhibition games. Those are November 12th, November 2nd, and November 7th. And then the regular season starts November 13th with Albany. And then they will play the following day against New Jersey Institute of Technology, most famous for what, Trevor? Their losing streak. 
Yeah, they're oh, losing. They, didn't they beat Michigan last year as well? And then they beat Michigan last year. Both of those answers were uh, acceptable, so you're off to a good start. So that will be a little Thursday-Friday turnaround, and then I'm sure Kentucky football, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I'm trying to look it up as you all can probably hear me typing. We always uh, hear you typing, TJ. We'll, we'll, have that, we'll have a game that... Saturday, so that could be a nice little triple header for Kentucky fans uh, in the sporting world. So they will play. They will open their season on the twelfth against Albany. Then New Jersey Institute Technology the following day on the thirteenth, and then that Saturday, the fourteenth, they play Vanderbilt. That game is actually in Nashville. So that's going to be a busy day for UK media. Uh, you know, when it, whenever I see a schedule, Trevor, I always think how it's going to impact media and, and this and that. Uh, that's that's not going to be a necessarily a very fun three days for UK media there. Oh, wow! But you, probably fun. But probably a fun day for for UK fans. A lot of a lot a of fun. traveling, a lot of driving. It'll be unfun for a guy like Kyle Tucker might have to share a back seat with you. But uh, it, it should be okay for uh, everyone else. It won't be that bad. I am great. I am. I'm one of the. I'm I'm the perfect road trip companion. I don't. I I don't talk the whole time. Uh, when I you know it, it's when I do talk, it's valuable valuable information or jokes i get people laughing i have great music taste i don't know if i'd want to go on a road trip with you trevor based on some of your songs <laughs> well you would like me because I, I have no problem driving the whole way as long as i get to handle the radio and you don't See, mind if i smoke the, the the smoking wouldn't necessarily bother me that much but you controlling the radio would be much worse I don't know if I'd necessarily like that. And then uh, back back to the schedule, the, the the traveling for UK media. Again, I'm a baby, so I'm just th- that's again the first thing I look at. It doesn't get much better because, and I probably won't cover all these games, so I'm just. But some people will. Uh, so they'll, they will they'll, they'll play the 12th, the 13th, have a football game the four the 14th. Oh, hold on. I say I've got the, I've got them playing hold, Albany on the thirteenth. Hold, hold the phone. I was looking at something different. So they will play thirteenth and fourteenth. Yeah. So they will play Saturday. It'll be a double header for UK athletics. So media won't be able to cover both those. So that's okay. So they'll play Albany, New Jersey Institute of Technology, the thirteenth and fourteenth. Excuse me, I apologize. And then that Vanderbilt game will also be the fourteenth. So that'll be a bit of a double header. Then the seventeenth, just a short turnaround that Tuesday. They will play Duke in the Champions Classic in Chicago. They Last time they played in the Champions Classic in Chicago was two years ago. They played Michigan State. Uh, ended up losing that game, but that's, Julius Randle had an unbelievable second half. So they'll play the, the, the defending national champs in Chicago. The third game of the year, uh, obviously we'll talk a lot more about that. November 20th, Wright State. November 24th, Boston U. November 27th, South Florida. Uh, in That game will be in Miami. So a little road trip for the Cats. They'll come back home November 30th, Illinois State. December 3rd at UCLA. That's a home and home, so UCLA will come to Kentucky the following year. December 9th, Eastern Kentucky. December 12th. Arizona State, and then we get into the football-type schedule with UK, starting with that Arizona State home game. The week later, Ohio State, that game will be in Brooklyn. That's part of the CBS Classic. The week later, the Louisville game. Obviously, we knew Kentucky and Louisville were going to play. Weren't sure on the date, but it will be December 26th, the day after Christmas, and then to round out the out-of-conference schedule, and this will be 
January 30th at Kansas, part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge, and obviously there will be SEC games in between that Louisville game and the Kansas game. So that's the out-of-conference schedule. Trevor, what jumps out at you? Uh, obviously a lot of big names. I like uh, Albany. I think Albany can be a scary game star off the bat. It was a good Albany team last year that brings almost everyone back, including the uh, Peter Hooley guy that, that took the nation by storm with his uh, nice little story off the court. Not to mention you have to play after playing them. New Jersey Institute's not really any, anything to worry about, but having those three games in that short a span that ends with Duke in Chicago on a road trip is a nice little uh, way to start the season. Way to see what you're made of, I think, right away with a team that has more question marks on it than especially last year's team. It, it will be, and also the, what you have to remember, Trevor, is there's no Bahamas this year. And so when Kentucky started the year last year, and I feel the schedule was probably a little bit easier to begin the year last year, although although difficult in a different sense, the first few games weren't really their that team's first few games. They had played six games in the Bahamas a few, month, few months prior. Yep. And we're probably far ahead of the curb, uh, the curve of everybody than everybody else. The other thing that sticks out to me is that Louisville game is the day after Christmas, and that's that's something else that I was going to get to. Uh, now, so now you have Kentucky and Louisville football playing the weekend of Thanksgiving, and then you have UK and UVL basketball playing the day after Christmas for divided families here in Louisville and throughout the Commonwealth. Although I don't, I'm sure there's probably not nearly as many as there are in Louisville. Uh, that's going to make for those two big holidays some interesting interactions with your with your family, depending on how crazy you guys are. And if a team was to pull off a sweep, it's going to make someone have a very bad holiday season at the end of the year. Well, we wouldn't really, uh, you know, you don't really have to interact with your family after Christmas, though. No, that's true. That's true. So, and some people, a lot of people don't even actually interact with us on Christmas. A lot of people do the Christmas like my family does. We do like the weekend before, like on a Saturday, and everybody's in, and Christmas Day is kind of you know, a, a day to sleep in and maybe go get some Chinese food because it's the only place open other than the gas station. Speaking of that, how are you holding up on your on your your bet tonight? I haven't had a soda yet. I was, and you know what? I fell asleep around probably one thirty last night, two o'clock, which is one of the earliest I've gone to bed in a long time. I was awfully tired. Wow. No caffeine in my system all day can wear you out. That's impressive, and, and uh, good for you. And you haven't even you haven't really even complained about it. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, no, I was a little tired driving around last night after work, but uh, I, I I sucked it up. Got home, watched watched the game, watched Letterman, and like I said, watched the documentary and fell asleep. Good for you. So that game, obviously, the Louisville one jumps out the day. It's the day after Christmas. Uh, should again should make for some interesting family gatherings. Let's see what the Duke game. Obviously, like we mentioned, that one's going to be that's going to be exciting. That's going to be a tough game for Kentucky. If UK is able to get Jamal Murray, and even if they're not, but it, it, certainly if they are, that would be a very high-scoring game. Those would be two of the better offenses in college basketball. Uh, both teams would be able would have great three-point shooting teams. Um, likely five guys out on the floor at any given time that can extend the floor eighteen feet. Uh, so even if they even if Kentucky doesn't get Jamal Murray, probably be a high-scoring game. And then also, Kentucky fans don't really like Duke. Duke fans don't really like Kentucky. You mix them in Chicago. That'll that'll be a fun one. Uh, the Arizona State game, the home game, Arizona State with a new head coach, it probably won't be a ranked game at that time. But I, I think that's interesting. Ohio State, uh, you would have rather seen that matchup last year, Trevor, with D'Angelo Russell at Ohio State. 
not really not going to be the same Buckeye team, not as not as sexy as a matchup. And then the Kansas one will be Kentucky's most difficult out of conference game, in my opinion. That one again coming in late January during the middle of SEC play, which I actually think is great for UK. I think it's great to have that type of game, that type of atmosphere closer to March Madness gives the team a better feel, a better sense, and I think they'd be able to take more away from that game, win or lose, especially with it being later later on in the year. Also, it, it won't it won't hurt the SEC's reputation uh, and their brand to have some meaningful games out of conference late in January, which certainly is never the case. So the more I've thought about it, I kind of like that game being later in the year, although I imagine Kansas will probably be favored in that game. Uh, I, I, you know, you mentioned Albany is one that potentially could sneak up on Kentucky. Uh, Boston will, will travel to UK November 24th. They played Kentucky pretty close last year, and uh, so that, that could potentially be a game to watch out for. Besides that, I don't I don't see UK losing at home in this out of conference schedule. Uh, even with Louisville coming to town, Arizona State coming to town, I, I think Kentucky gets into SEC play undefeated at least in the out of conference, uh, out of conference home games. That is, and I would probably go as far as saying as I, I think they I think there's a good chance they go 13 and 0 in these games, Trevor. The Arizona State one's a question mark because, as you mentioned, you have a new coach. They lost a lot. They lost, I think, their top three scores from last year. So that's going to be, by the time December 12th comes around, until we see that team play a little bit and how they react under their new coaching staff with Hurley out, I don't know what to think about that game. Louisville is maybe your biggest threat. Illinois State is not a team you want to overlook. They had a really good season last year, bring a lot of people back, including some size with 6'9", 6'10 guys. And as I mentioned, Albany is, is a dangerous veteran team as well, especially the first game. Those are the only three games in Illinois State and Albany are obviously just sleeper opponents that, that you just don't want to overlook. There's no reason you should lose to them. Other than those two, Louisville's the only game that, that really comes off as a threat as a home loss. Yeah, it's – I just – I don't see it with Louisville. I think Louisville's going to be good. And um, there was you know, some people that are keeping Louisville out of their preseason top 25. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, I would have to think it would take an unbelievable effort for – in a rivalry game for Louisville to come in to Rupp Arena and find a way to beat Kentucky, especially with with John Calipari's record against Louisville. Uh, maybe the cards will get him next year, but I, I doubt it'll be this year in Rupp Arena the day after Christmas. So uh, kind of running through the schedule, when we get back from the break, I want to talk to you all about, is this an unfair schedule for season ticket holders at UK? You get Arizona State, you have Louisville come to town, but that's really it. A lot of season ticket holders that I've spoken with and on message boards are not happy about it. I'm going to play devil's advocate after the break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz, so stick around. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go ahead and add it up. Every cent's accounted for. Look, 
See this? That's a car. 275,000. Might want to hang on to that one. We're back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. It's Throwback Thursday, so hopefully on the uh, the outro song heading to commercial break, you paid attention to what to what Trevor played, and if you can figure out the the correlation between all the songs, I'll, I'll, we'll win a you'll win a prize if you can figure it out. I don't know what the prize is yet, but I'll get you something good. Brun DMC texts into the show, Trevor, and says that basically T Walker rivals would rather get lung cancer from secondhand smoke than listen to Trevor's music. Well, first of all, there's no definitive proof that secondhand smoke causes lung cancer. And second, bad music could also cause a brain tumor. I think that would probably be worse. <laughs> That's Yeah, that, you're right. That, that, that would be worse. Uh, but this throwback Thursday that we're going to do here at the 5 o'clock hour, Trevor, you're, just, you're in trouble, buddy. Oh, no. I've, you haven't gotten me past three questions yet. Now, and only two attempts, don't get me wrong, but still. Well, maybe I'm just maybe I'm trying to trick you. Maybe it won't be as bad as as you think it's going to be. But I I think we uh, should start with world instead of UK because when you start with UK, I have a better chance of knocking it out in one try, like I did last week. You're not going to get it. You're you're never going to get it in one try again. Oh, ever again? Ever again? I'll make sure of it. If that's a guarantee, then the next time we get next road trip, then you have not only do you have to sit in the back seat while I secondhand smoke, but you're going to have to listen to my music. Deal. But you're not allowed to cheat either. I'm not. I never cheat. Yeah. All right. I, I have sources at the 1450 Sports Bus Studio telling me that you, uh, you, you maybe, you maybe look at the internet a little bit during the during the game. I do look at the internet, but not during the game. Trust me. I, I don't. Uh, I can't look anything up that fast. To be honest, first of all, I'm not Yates. He's quicker on the uh, Google machine than I am. You make yourself sound like such an old man. Uh, it, it, speaking of 1450 Studios, it's uh, Dugan's birthday today, right? That is correct. Big number 44. All right. Well, happy birthday to uh, to Dugan, who is uh, I, I, he's in charge of uh, he's in charge of Trevor, which is tough. That's tough to do. The challenge in its own right. You think you think I, having the two kids would be enough of a test? He's, he had to add me as well. I can imagine that being mighty difficult. Uh, but not as difficult as a throwback Thursday is going to be. I can, I, oh, I can. Promise. I'm licking my chops at this challenge now. All righty. Uh, so wh- where we left on the break, I'm curious if UK fans feel cheated by this non-conference schedule. Uh, you, you pay a lot of money to be a UK season ticket holder. You sit in the lower level, you pay a lot, a lot of money to be down there, Trevor. And how does UK reward you in the out-of-conference? You're playing a lot of great teams. Uh, Kentucky's out-of-conference schedule probably going to be ranked number one in terms of difficulty, but the Duke game away from Rupp Arena. South Florida, where you get Orlando and Tigua, would be a fun game. South Florida, probably not a tournament team. They're going to send that one to Miami. UCLA and the battle of programs that combined for 19 national championships. That one temporarily out in Los Angeles before coming back to Lexington. Ohio State, a big-name program, or a bit of a... Not really a rivalry game, but a lot of UK fans live in Ohio State country. Ohio State fans, some live in in, in Big Blue Nation country. Uh, so it'd be a fun home and home type of game. They're going to send that one to Brooklyn, and then the at Kansas game, which you assume maybe is going to be a return game in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. But as of now, they're going to send that one out to Lawrence. So you're stuck with Arizona State, Louisville, and then a bunch of mid majors. 
do you feel, Trevor, that if you were a season ticket holder, you'd have the right to gripe about this? Uh, I mean, I guess a little bit because it seems like you mentioned all the all the good games, especially are on the road. But I mean, how? I mean, usually you have North Carolina at home. Obviously, you will end up having at least Louisville coming in the house. Arizona State could be a decent game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'd want to throw stuff at Eastern Kentucky in honor of Drew Barker if, if you want to go to that game. So I mean, there's they're gonna they're gonna play they're gonna play Eastern Kentucky in football too. Yeah, that's that's might be my favorite. I might be the one UK football game I'm actually looking forward to watching more than any of them, which is weird to say out loud. That could get a little chippy. <laughs> it might be exactly. It could could look a lot like the uh, very first uh, snap of the ball in the longest yard scene. Uh, but I, I I think yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to complain a little bit, there are some nice. But you're always gonna get a, a, a handful of. Unknown team, so to speak. Even though you and me know what all, how Albany can be a decent team, we both know that Illinois State's had a decent team and a good record last year. So, I mean, I guess if I if I didn't know anything about a lot of those teams, and I'm just looking at the names. Yes, I would be a little upset, especially with the amount of money you pay for season tickets. I have, a friend of mine has lower level season tickets for UK, and I know he actually splits it with three people because of the amount of money it does cost to get that type of tickets. Yeah. I can understand why in I can understand why UK season takeout holders would be a little bit upset, but this is the way you know this is the way college basketball works. And John Calipari feels playing in these neutral site games one it avoids a home it it, it avoids a, a true road game. You don't have to go to another team's house where it's going to be the biggest game of the year for that for said team and potentially could be a loss for UK. John Calipari has a great and unbelievably good record in neutral site games while at Kentucky. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't really think of how many he's lost. Uh, maybe six come to mind in six seasons. I'm sure it's probably more than that. Uh, that's just the, that's what comes to mind. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to lay it all out there. But you know, there's four tournament games that he's lost, which are technically neutral site games, Trevor. Lost to Michigan State in Chicago. Lost to Duke in the Champions Classic in Atlanta. That's sixth there in terms of true, actual, neutral site games. I don't know if any... I guess he's lost some SEC tournament games, uh, which w- would, would bring that number to eight or nine. But still, overall, his overall record is probably above... You forgot Connecticut as well. Connecticut in Maui? That's yes. right. Yeah, they lost to Connecticut and Maui. So, you know, there are a couple, but I still would imagine that his that his winning percentage on neutral site games is uh, is solid. Really, really good. Probably better than his overall winning percentage. Um, I'm, I'm Actually, I'm probably pretty sure that it actually is. But uh, that's why he likes to do these neutral site games. And, that, and this is just what he's going to probably do his entire time at Kentucky. Uh, and st- you get a guy, you get a team four years on neutral site court instead of one year home and home. Well, John Calipari feels that might be three wins if you get four neutral site games uh, in four years instead of having a home and home where you saw the Indiana game in 2011-2012. It's tough. It's a tough environment. And Kentucky's going to play in those environments in those circle-the-calendar type games all throughout SEC play. So John Calipari thinks to himself, "Why, why do more of those? Why, let's try to avoid those if possible. We also play Louisville. That's going to be another road game. We need to cut out on the true road games as much as possible. But I understand why UK fans don't like it. You're paying a lot of money. 
you want to be able to ride just down the road in Lexington and check out your team and uh, and see some quality games. But I, and while I'm kind of teetering the fence here, Trevor, I ultimately think fans that are complaining about the season tickets, while I understand they need to get over it. It's not, it, they need to get over it or they, and I, and I hate to sound like a message board poster in, you know, a message board fight and say, we'll give up your tickets. But there is some truth to that. If you don't like it, it's been this way since John Calipari's been at Kentucky. If you have season tickets and you're disappointed with the, the home schedule, then give them up. Save yourself a bunch of money, watch on TV, pick and choose the good games you want to come to, and you will save a lot of money doing that. First of all, if you're talking about it, it's been that way since Cowboys started in terms of the price of tickets. That's not true. It's been they've been expensive for long before Cal was even at UMass. I know. I'm talking about the, the neutral site games. Oh, okay, but yeah, you're talking instead of having them come to Rupp, as you would mention. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people. I mean, but UK travels too. I mean, so I don't know where the where are these people complaining at that you're still filling out Rupp Arena, you're still filling out almost the neutral sites well, with blue. It, I mean, it's the season ticket holders that are complaining that they. They don't want to travel. You know, a lot of these season ticket holders probably, you know, not a lot of them, but there are a lot that are in their late 60s, early 70s, and not that there's some age limit where you can't travel anymore, but a lot of times when you're retired and you buy these season tickets, you want to travel 10 minutes down the road, get to the game an hour early, and be able to watch the game there, and then travel 10 minutes home. You don't want to have to worry about getting a flight to Chicago or figuring out a, a, a hotel in Brooklyn come December. You want to be able to just have the luxury of, you have season tickets, so let me watch my team play in their home arena. I can understand that, but as Captain Arctic says, and he tweets in, as long as Cal is here, we can expect one to two real games erupt. That's just the way of the world. I agree with them. And, and I and I agree with you. You have two options if, in this case. You can either A, suck it up and go, or B, suck it up and sell them to someone who wants to go and make some of your money back. There's no option three. There's no option C. It's just A, B, one, or two. And I agree. If you don't want them and you don't like the schedule, then sell them. But I, I will say this to you is, yes, the out-of-conference schedule for UK, maybe not – Great. Although I think the Arizona State game will be fun. UK fans that go to that game will enjoy themselves. Uh, it's not a big name, but it is a big program. Uh, maybe UK can make an exception and, and 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 they'll let Arizona bring their cheerleaders to that game. Although I doubt it, I'll, and I'm sure that'd make a lot of UK fans happy if they did that. Then you get Louisville. That's a they, any year, any schedule. If you've got Louisville coming to town, that's going to be the biggest game. So you've got that. And then you do have some fun, quirky matchups with uh, Eastern Kentucky. You know, that's a, not a rivalry, but Richmond just down the road. Uh, it's okay. It's it, it, it's okay. It's not great. It's not a great out-of-conference schedule, but it's it's got some meat to it. But this is what I would mind season ticket holders that may be complaining about this. Uh, one, like Captain Arctic says, it's going to be this way forever. Two, the SEC, you're going to get some good SEC home games here, Trevor. You're going to get LSU to come to town. You're going to get Mississippi State to come down to come to town with Malik Newman. Those are two pretty important games. Still have Florida, obviously coming you'll, at least you'll, once. You'll have Florida. You'll have Tennessee. The, that's those will be fun games too. If you and you can't look at it as a whole right now because the SEC schedule isn't finalized and they don't have dates figured out. 
they and I, I don't think they do that maybe till July. But when you're going to look at the games that they're going to have, okay, you've got Louisville and Arizona State, that's okay. But let's throw in LSU with Ben Simmons and Antonio Blingney. Let's throw in Mississippi State with Malik Newman. Let's throw in a rival Florida team with a new head coach and see how this new rivalry goes. That makes that schedule pretty – then you start to get to six to seven home games that are actually going to matter. That's impressive. That's fine. That Any season ticket holder, I think, should be happy of that type of schedule. Should we go and compare it to other, some other teams out of conference schedule and see if they have any room to complain? Well, I don't. Are, are there any out of, other out of conference schedules out there right now? I haven't. I haven't had time to check. Yeah, I don't follow other teams heavily enough to, to to say yay or nay on that one. But I can imagine that you're probably not going to get as many. I mean, at least with even with at least the robbery game in Louisville, Arizona State, and then obviously in the conference schedule, it's not going to be any much better or worse than what you have anywhere else across the country. I agree, uh, and again. And sometimes it's fun to go to those games where Kentucky wins by 30 or 40. Now, those games are a lot more fun if you can drink beer while doing it, and obviously Rupp Arena doesn't sell beer. But There's, the, Albany, there's where they need to complain. That's It's not the schedule. It's the, it's the condiments oh, allowed. Don't 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 get me started on that, because I would agree with you 100%. But you know, you, you if you want to really break it down, the Albany game, first game of the year, first true home game of the year, that, that's, that's exciting. It's something new. It's a new start. There, there's going to be the... The, the 2015 Final Four banner, which I actually I don't know if that will be a good thing for UK fans or <laughs> or open up some wounds. But uh, the next one, New Jersey Institute of Technology, that's the following day. That'll still have that new car smell to it. It'll be fun. You'll get out there and enjoy it, and it'll be a doubleheader with Vanderbilt football. So I think UK fans will enjoy that. I, I, I don't know if I can defend Wright State. I don't know if there's a positive spin for that one, Trevor. Yeah, they were bad last year, too. Boston U played UK close for a while last year. I think they've got some. Uh, don't they have a kid from Trinity that that plays for Boston U? Uh, they might. I'm not sure. I'll have to find out. Dude, what's his name? I'm pretty sure that they do. So you know that that, that maybe is a positive spin. I don't know a ton about Illinois State. That that probably shouldn't be one to get Solid you. Solid season last year, and as I mentioned, they have a lot of nice size coming back. They start a front line. It's six ten, six nine, six eight, I believe. Let's see. Eastern Kentucky again, like we said. That the you know Richmond. There's some excitement about that. Arizona State. Some excitement about that. Louisville, obviously Louisville. So it's not that bad. It's really not. I can understand that you'd want more home games. Just like when you go to get a nice steak dinner, you probably want more sides. You always want a little bit more, and that's understandable. That's who we are as as humans to want a little extra something, but. It's still nice, and take into consideration the SEC games. Don't forget those. LSU probably going to be a top 15 team, uh, top 20 at least. They'll come to Rupp Arena. Mississippi State, I don't think they're going to be very good. Trevor, you and you and me have that nice bet where what? What is it? That they? We know they're going to win at least 20 games because I'm never uh, wrong. That's, that, wasn't the, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the argument. Well, I thought it was that they were going to well make the tournament or something. What it was, it was something. It was either twenty games or make the tournament. I don't think I would argue that they wouldn't have, they wouldn't win twenty games because yeah, you were I, on a pretty good hate mode that that day on uh, on Malik Newman because you were a little upset at him, I guess. By the way, real quick before I, before I forget, my ADD kicks in. There is a six seven Nathan Dudin Dudin yeah. No, due to me. He plays for yeah. Boston. Yeah, that's that's who that's who I thought it was. I just kind of wanted to hear you pronounce the name. 
<laughs> Thanks. No problem. I'm, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I actually I went to high school, I think, with his brother who actually went to St. X. Uh, and I don't know what happened to let his very talented brother go to Trinity. But uh, I, the, what was the Mississippi? Uh, maybe 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 it was when twenty regular. Maybe it was when twenty regular season games. Yeah, because you said they couldn't. He wasn't that big of improvement to a bad team, and and I you you underestimated the fact that Ben Hallen's a pretty solid coach as well. Another man who went to three Final Fours in a row. Yeah, twenty regular season games though. I yeah, I, I don't have to include the tournament. I don't I don't need no stinking tournament. Man, I'm talking SEC tournament too. Okay, that's fine. You're not scaring me. That means they played. Uh, 32 games last year, they won 13 of them, so they're going to need a turnaround. Mississippi State did add uh, Eric Coleman, who was looking like he was going to go to prep school. He's a big power forward from Owensboro, Owensboro High School. Uh, he's talented. That's a that's a great pickup for Mississippi State. Uh, still not one that I think is going to to make them likely a tournament team, but. We'll see. I, I I could be I could be way wrong. Watch Mississippi State just go on some, and they they they're, they're going to play such a terrible out of conference schedule, Trevor. Oh, don't be making excuses now and backtracking they're, on me. They're going to play such a terrible right. out of conference schedule. Uh, I'm Michael also, Jackson with your moonwalk out of this bet. We need to head to commercial. There is something interesting about LSU and Ben Simmons too that happened today. Uh, curious to hear what what people think about that. Yeah, also, new Corvette. Where yeah, he's, he came into Baton Rouge. With a helicopter. Uh, but we're going to head to commercial break. We'll come back, talk about that, and then throwback Thursday trivia at the top of the hour, five o'clock. Also, listen to Trevor's song, see if you can piece them all together. Stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. I am not what you would call a handsome man. The good Lord chose not to bless me with, with charm, athletic ability, or a fully functional brain. You're an inspiration to all of us who, who weren't born handsome and, and charming and cool. Presented by Allen Electric. Back 1450, the sports buzz. On a Thursday, Trevor, I would, if there was a place I could sign, uh, maybe if it's with a higher being, uh, a, a weatherman, whoever, if there was somewhere I could go and sign and say, I will take this weather today, 365 days out of the year, I would sign that document right now. This is my ideal weather right here. You don't find it a little chilly outside? I just ran outside for a quick uh, half sig break and uh, I'm wearing shorts and flip flops and a t-shirt as if it was yesterday and. It's a little, a little nippy out. It's not cold, but a little nippy out. It's, uh, no. I, I mean, it, it feels great. It, you can wear, I, I went running earlier today, just wore a t-shirt and shorts, felt awesome, even ran probably a little bit longer than I normally do because the weather is so great. 
if you go golf, you could wear pants, maybe a light jacket at worst. That's it's perfect. Now it's not great for swimming, but it's just perfect enjoying outside weather. Now it's probably going to get too cold tonight, but according to this made-up scenario, I'd be signing for this weather for year-round. I should probably move to San Francisco. <laughs> have you ever been to San Francisco? I have been. I guess it's 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 got that uh, off the uh, water, off the bay chill on a regular basis going on. Very windy. And I, and I don't mind overcast. I, I'm okay with cloudy. That that doesn't bother me. So you sound like you, I, should, you sound like you're describing your perfect destination as Seattle. Then, well, I don't necessarily like rain, but I, I mean, actually, I'm okay with rain too. I, I I would be okay with Seattle as well. You're only happy when it rains. I uh, no, not necessarily, but I I and I like nice sunny days too in the 80s and stuff. But I would much rather prefer today. And also, you know, who likes 30 degree weather? So today does and, have a fall type of weather day, doesn't it? Doesn't it feels like does. it feels like it should be ready for football this weekend instead of, well, I guess watching NBA playoffs. It it, it really does have a uh, a fall type of weather. Uh, I I teased this Ben Simmons. Uh, LSU news piece that came out today, and obviously he's number two player in the country going to LSU. He had been he's been committed to LSU for a while now. Likely could be the number one draft pick in the in the 2016 draft. Uh, very talented player, deciding to to go play with Johnny Jones for whatever reason. So LSU tweeted out or, or sent out a release today, Trevor, that said. He's coming, and it's a picture in the background. It's a guy holding on to his shirt. Uh, it maybe it looks like he's taking his shirt off. I don't know. It, it's kind of a weird picture. But it says he's coming, and, and it's trying to sell season tickets to LSU, and it's 25 is coming campaign. And in the release, it says, this year's campaign will focus on the arrival of the nation's number one recruit, He's actually number two, Scalabissier number one, uh, Ben Simmons, and he has chosen jersey number 25. Through this 25 campaign, fans wishing to become season ticket holders will have the opportunity, blah, 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 $100 for season tickets. Man, imagine if they were giving giving away UK tickets for season tickets for $100. You can't get a game for $100 unless you're sitting in that upper level rough arena where it feels like if you lean forward, you're going to fall to your death. You're right. And, and I refuse they, to ever sit up there ever again. By the way, it's you've told me about that before. It's really not that bad. Uh, maybe it was me. I, I haven't sit up there since '96. I sat and watched UK beat uh, Stephon Marbury and Georgia Tech, and that was the last time I ever sat that high up in Rupp Arena. So, how do you feel? And they later to go on and say that Ben Simmons gave them permission to use him in this marketing campaign, which is illegal. You're not allowed. You're, you're not supposed to do this. But I guess if you have Maybe written consent, saying that the player's okay with it, then then he's uh, then that's all right. So, how do you feel about LSU pimping out Ben Simmons to get more season tickets? <laughs> Why not? I mean, you're first of all, I feel maybe you should feel bad for Antonio Blake, and he's also part of that class too. He may not be the number one slash two guy, no matter who you ask, I guess. But I mean, why? Why he's not getting the love? I mean, where where where's the love for Antonio Blake? If he wasn't gonna get the love at LSU, he should have come to Louisville. Uh, I, a little birdie told me today that, uh, for for what it's worth, that Antonio Blakeney, the after decommitting to Louisville, was actually ready to commit to Kentucky, uh, and Kentucky did not 
did, wanted him to wait a little bit because they wanted to touch base with Malik Newman and see his thoughts and how all that would work out ultimately kind of backfired for Kentucky if that's true now I'm not saying Kentucky didn't want Antonio Blakeney because they certainly did later on but supposedly he was he he would have committed to Kentucky early on in that process but Kentucky told him to wait off kind of weigh his options and ultimately decided that Kentucky wasn't for him for what's for that's for what it's worth I would I would try to throw the Ed O'Bannon argument about this and say, oh well, it's it's not right to be able to, to use his kid's image and his kid to sell tickets because he's not getting a dime out of it. But he's going to LSU, so I'm sure he's not. I'm not sure he's not flat broke right now. No, I, well, I'm I'm not going to agree or, or or disagree on that. But yeah, I imagine Antonio Blankney wouldn't be too thrilled about this. I think this is pretty embarrassing for LSU. It might be smart. You might sell more tickets doing this, but first off, any LSU fan knows who Ben Simmons is and, and knows that he is coming uh, and playing for LSU. Uh, you don't have to remind fans that he's coming. Any LSU fan already knows this. It just kind of feels like you are, and you know maybe you can make the case that every school is doing this, just not publicly, but you're, you're riding the coattail of a 17, 18-year-old kid hoping that the fan base jumps on that coattail with you all. Uh, you would hope that maybe LSU basketball is bigger than just one player, <laughs> one freshman player that's never played one game for the Tigers at this point. But realistically, it's probably not, Trevor. It's not. It's. I mean, and I, I guess if, if there's an L, a diehard LSU fan out there that's actually a big basketball LSU fan opposed to football, because I know there are some local football LSU fans out in this area that, that I know personally, they can tell you, oh, well, we went to the Final Four in two, what, 2005, 2000, I think it was 2005 Final Four, 2004 Final Four. We went to that Final Four. Of course, you, how many people can remember how many they even went to that, let alone me, because I have useless knowledge in my head. And besides that, Ben Simmons is the biggest freshman to come here since Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, it's. I get what LSU's do, and I, I, I just think it's kind of embarrassing. Here's the sad thing, though, Trevor, is – People are going to study this, and if LSU season ticket sales go up significantly, you're going to start seeing some other small schools do this exact thing, and, and you might even see it happen this year. You could see UNLV pump out Steven, or pimp out Steven Zimmerman. You could see well, Mississippi State do the same thing with Malik Newman. It, well, it, UNLV might want to update. Go on, I'm sorry. And certainly going forward, you could see the same thing happening. If a uh, and it could be part of recruiting, which would be scary and kind of sad, where you could have a small school like Ole Miss say, hey, you come here, uh, we will have an ad campaign, we'll put you on billboards, we'll make sure everybody knows your name, uh, and you know we can't pay you any money for it. Wink, wink. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Uh, but you come here, and we're going to make you a star. Kentucky's not going to do that. Louisville's not going to do that. Duke, Kansas, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, Snoop down to that level. And Las Vegas, I don't think, is going to do it. More the fact that when Dave Rice got there, they still within a year or so into his tenure, they still had billboards with Long Kruger on it. So I doubt they're going to pimp out any recruits in any way in their in their local area. And second, is it any more embarrassing than Kentucky promoting a quarterback that oh, had never played and still stop. a year later has never played? Stop. How is that promoting him by putting him in a commercial with 15 other players? But he was at the front of the line. Oh, he's at the front of the line. <laughs> don't don't get defensive was, because it's your team that is, that is get caught in this uh, this little same scenario. That, I wouldn't call that promoting one player. I think that was promoting an entire team, using him as the poster boy for that team. 
uh, which again was probably silly. Who are the you other never, players behind him, by the way? You can you do you, do you remember? Mostly freshmen. Okay, young, I think maybe all freshmen or young guys. So it was kind of just saying the future of UK football. Look at we had a, a, the best recruiting class we've ever had by season tickets. So it, if it was a commercial with just Drew Barker, then I would say that was pretty strange. But is it not safe to say, though, the LSU's basketball to their football is the equivalent of much no different than Kentucky's football to their basketball? No, it's – it's if you want to talk about in terms of program success and this and that, you can probably make a case that LSU basketball is more successful. Probably but is. This, is. this is a different thing. If UK sent out a press release trying to get season tickets by saying, Drew Barker's here <laughs> – I don't even know what number Drew Barker is. What is he, seven? Well, like I said, you, you promoted a guy who hadn't even not only hadn't hit the field, he hadn't hit the field two years later. Well, I, they didn't promote him, Trevor. That's what you're not understanding. They didn't promote him. They put him in a commercial with several other freshmen. Okay, it, but, we, but we all know Drew Barker. It was a Drew Barker promotion. It, just because they didn't put his name on it, they didn't say his number is coming. It was, it was, it was their more a subtle way of doing. It. LSU wasn't subtle about it. LSU was flat out saying. 25 is coming. Ben Simmons is going to be here. Kentucky did it in a more subtle way, but it was still the same thing. It was not the same thing at all because you're just saying I thought you're talking about how subtle Ben Simmons was with LSU, and you're talking about how that was not the case at all with UK. No, UK was more subtle about yeah, it. Yeah, that's least. what I mean. How they weren't Kentucky subtle with wasn't Simmons, subtle. how they weren't subtle with Ben Simmons, but how UK tried to be subtle. Those are completely different things, and one, I disagree with you. They just put him in the front because that's the name that most people knew. If they did the commercial the following year, they would they would have put Matt Elam in the front. <laughs> no one knows the, no one knows the offensive lineman. Well, Matt Elam's defensive, defensive line, lineman. yeah, technically. Yeah. Everybody knows Matt Elam. Any Kentucky fan could have told you anything about Matt Elam. They, they got him over Alabama. So, And if they did one this year and Damian Harris came to Kentucky, they would have done that. They were, they were going to just do the biggest name recruit that they landed, regardless of position, regardless of that. And if they did a if they sent out a press release, Trevor, that said, Drew Barker, 7-for-7 uh, seven seven home game ticket package for our number seven, then yes, that would be dorky, stupid, and embarrassing. Whatever you want to tell yourself. You're way off base here. <laughs> we're heading to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to play Throwback Thursday. I'm going to stump Trevor, and it's going to be great. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get... But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric.
We're back here, 1450, the sports buzz. And I, before we play Throwback Thursday trivia, we need to... Uh, sorry, I, I got a message that I distracted me. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get to Throwback Thursday trivia. Want to remind you that the Sports Talker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckyana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. I, I I can vouch for their services. Give them a call six three six help for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. And it is Thursday. It's after five o'clock. Last week, Trevor got it on the first hint. I won't. We can't allow that to happen again because I'm sure he probably walked out of 1450 Sports Bus Studio with a much larger head than he already has. Uh, we can't have that happening again. Trevor, are you ready for Throwback Thursday trivia? You give me one second. My headset stopped working for a minute. I couldn't hear you or anything else, but you were on the air. It was so weird. And that well, I know that's what that's what paused me. That's what gave me that awkward pause there for a little bit, which I'm sure sounded terrible on the radio. It did. I, we need to get out electric commander and take a look at this headset, see what's wrong with it. Captain Arctic says that he sat next to Shirley Man uh, Manson on a flight. She's only happy when it rains. Daddy, that was the uh, little inside joke that I made a reference to before the segment when I asked you about that. You probably don't remember that song. I actually saw them open for Smashing Pumpkins twice, though. That was garbage, and Shirley Manson was the lead singer. Very hot redhead. Interesting. Uh, anyway, so let's <laughs> – yeah, I don't know what else to say to that besides <laughs> – Do you even know who garbage is other than what you put outside your house on Thursday mornings? <laughs> uh, garbage was what you were spewing that last segment about the Drew Barker commercial. Uh, okay, well, you know you know what? Let's, let's agree to disagree and then understand that I am the master of all trivia because you know what time it is. It's that time. What time is it? Game time. What we gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? So yeah, thought ya might like to go to the show. Contestants, good luck. Now, question number one: Who discovered America? Dick York. Dude, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. All right, your first question. 1588. That is correct. All right, let's get it started. You've got a lot to live up to, Trevor. We're going to start with some UK. Kentucky, I you you ready? I'm always ready. All right. Kentucky loses to Michigan State in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, 2005. Wrong. I was going to make that one. Kentucky loses to Michigan State in the Elite Eight, although I felt like it, it could maybe make it easier for you. So I, 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 I'm going, I decide I'm going to make it a little easy for you. They lost that year in the Elite Eight. Uh, the first temporary artificial heart is invented. I'm going to need an answer. 1999. Wrong. Oops. Oops. So stupid. <laughs> you just love to hear me play that soundbite. 
I do. Johnny Cox scores a team and career high 544 points for UK. Say that one more again. Johnny Cox scores a team high and career high 544 points for Kentucky. State, Johnny Cox, guy I never heard of. Heart valve was probably a lot earlier than 99. I'm going to take a random guess. You have to make this one a lot harder. I will give you that. Uh, I will say 1979. Wrong. <laughs> I love that. I love that sound. Uh, makes me happy. Kentucky football goes three and seven. Well, Hughes completes forty uh, a team high forty passes for UK. You got to repeat that one more time. My headset keeps going in and out now, and I'm gonna have to throw it across the room here in a second and stomp it like a office machine uh, printer in office space. Kentucky football goes three and seven. Well, Hughes completes a team high forty passes for UK. 1976. You think the leading quarterback for UK completes 40 passes in 1976? Well, their leading passer for the longest time was my cousin Bill Ransdale, and he didn't complete Jack until Tim Couch passed him. 40 passes in a season, Trevor. And they played 10 games. Hold on, you're going to have to you're going to have to take a pause on this for a second. Oh, jeez. Let me know when you're back, Trevor. I'll I'll fill the space with uh, some some small chatter. Crazy to me that a quarterback for for you know football back when the state was I'm not going to give any hints was they still threw the ball they still uh, you know passed a little bit here and there. All right, Completes. I had to run in and grab a, a, a very crappy headset and throw a hundred something dollar headset across the room because I have no. Uh, patience at this moment with uh, quality crap that doesn't work. <laughs> I was talking to the listeners while you're gone. Just crazy that a, a quarterback could complete 40 passes and lead the team with that 40 passes where you, you can have games nowadays where they will complete 40 passes in a game. All right, all right. In my defense, I was a little distracted there by the fact I have I couldn't I could barely hear you. I had you turned up on my headset well beyond max because I could I mean I had to barely listen to you. Because my headset wasn't working properly. I don't know if it's my headset or if it's this message, this board, but either way, I'm not in a very good mood right now. Well, cheer up, buddy. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get this one. Did uh, So now you need a new clue, don't you? Yes. All right. Elvis Presley's All Shook Up, the number one song. Oh, crap. Where's Handsome Jimmy when I need him? Uh, how often do you say that out loud? Um <laughs> Well, now we're definitely in the 60s because Elvis died in the early 70s. I'm going to say 1964. Wrong. How many? I mean, I'm up to like five now. You have worked hard on this one. I think you spent all week like just licking your chops like a Bond villain trying to stump me this week. That was six, and I told you that I kind of forgot to do Throwback Thursday, so I've been doing it during the commercials. Uh, So, no, I didn't spend all week. What a liar. Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan State finish 1-2-3 in the AP poll in football, and Detroit wins the NFL championship by beating Cleveland 59-14. to Jim Brown, Jim Brown wins the MVP. It is not 1956, and no interrupting. <laughs> play the horn. Or play the stupid. Either one. 
All right, I'm running I out of clues. I swore that was it. Oh, man, I, I know what it is now. If, if, uh, give me the next clue, but I have my next guess. The Little Rock Nine uh, was a famous coined name for the Arkansas High School's integration. Uh, Eisenhower had to send troops. 1957. There you go. Oh, oh, wrong one. I was so used to playing the, the wrong answers, I forgot to have a good one open. I am the smartest man alive! I don't know I, if you can play. I don't know if you can play that after eight or nine hints. The saddest part was was the only the one that clicked it off was the Detroit Lions winning a championship, because I went to uh, when I went to see the Lions play. It was like their uh, 40th anniversary of their championship, and I was thinking it was in 1996. I went to that game, but I guess it was 97. Obviously, still have the ticket stub that said 40 years since our last title on it. Yeah, that's depressing if you're a Lions fan. Yeah. So not so you go from getting it after one. This time you get it after nine. Well, if you do the averages, I'm still pretty damn good. Averages, you're probably still, yeah, just floating around three or four. So that's not bad. So, that's that, that's respectable. But uh, we're going to need to, uh, you, you know, that one was pretty tough. Especially with you being, you wouldn't, you, you don't know a ton of old-time UK names. Johnny Cox is, I think, top ten all-time in career scoring for Kentucky. I don't. Old, you sadly. Good old Johnny I, Cox. I hate to admit Johnny. that I don't know that name. That's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure plenty don't. I'm just happy that I was able to get you. That makes that does make me a little a little proud. <laughs> well, don't worry. Well, you know what? Save the flavor because it ain't gonna come around too often. I understand. Well, we'll see. I was gonna say we'll see next Thursday. Next Thursday, but we won't. There will be there will be no throwback Thursdays. I'll be on vacation. But the following Thursday, you'll get two weeks to prepare. So. Uh, bring your A game for that. So that ends a throwback Thursday. I'm curious if anybody listening can can piece together what Trevor is doing with the music uh, going out of commercial breaks. If you don't know, uh, I'll, I'll say it at the end of the show. If you do, try to get it to me or, or call into the uh, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line and, and let us know. Uh, he's doing a little throwback Thursday of his own, but there's a correlation between the songs and the years and this and that. And Yates did text in and asked if it was all 90s hip-hop, and while, while technically the first two did sound true to that, uh, the third one clearly wasn't, and there was there's another common denominator between the three of those songs. Tell Yates to get me in on these group texts. I feel left out. He did just send me a text, too, and I don't know. Uh, and he, sent, he said the text said, just says 57. And it said two minutes ago. I just saw it. So apparently he was right as well on that trivia. Oh, oh, he he was looking it up. I'm bet. Oh yeah, he's a, well. I don't know. He's probably just now leaving his new job, so he might be in the car. He was probably looking it up. Anyways, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, and I actually did text Yates earlier today. If you all don't know, Yates used to uh, produce my show a year ago today on this day, Trevor. We drafted. Teams. I saw that. <laughs> what you saw? What I saw your retweet. But go on. Uh, and uh, he had uh, his team was Peyton Siva, Francisco Garcia, Reese Gaines, Ellis Miles, Gorgie Jang, and Shaquan Aaron. Hey, that, the, the jury's not out yet on Aaron. Okay, I mean he might head up to San Diego State and become a superstar. No, you get the Shaquan Aaron that was at Louisville. That's the way this thing works. Uh, okay, I didn't know there was a you know a bottom line to it. I didn't see the fine print apparently. Oh, I, well, I, I'm defending someone who I didn't even draft the team of, but okay. My much better team: Russ Smith, uh, Taekwon Dean, 
Terrence Williams, Earl Clark, Montrez Harrell, David Padgett coming off the bench. Yeah, you see, you already got my vote anyway because you have my man crush, David Padgett, on your team. Yeah, I think you 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 said that you said as much last year when when we when we broke these teams down to you. Uh, but anyways, a nice little blast. Speaking of Throwback Thursday, uh, there's a nice little Throwback Thursday with the good old Yates, uh, who's who we. Who we miss. And by the way, he just texted me and confirmed he did look that up. Cheater. I knew I knew he did. I'm sure he's sitting at his office job just waiting, chomping at the bit to be able to look it up. Drinking a K cup and, and looking up looking up stats on the internet to make it sound like he's smarter than he is. So Brun DMC uh, tweeted in and texted me a a link from Business Insider saying that no school dominates the NBA lottery more than Kansas. And I think they date back to 2000 and how many lottery picks they've had. It is, it's impressive. Uh, it's impressive for Kansas. I, I think Kentucky is um, tied for maybe second or third on the list. But really for, for UK, not a lot of lottery picks before John Calipari arrives. Uh, hardly any. And Kentucky has eight total. Well, so that would mean that they have zero. So that means Kentucky has zero lottery picks before John Calipari lives, uh, before he arrives at UK from 2000 to 2009, through 2009. But since then, they have eight, and that's actually good enough for fifth on the list from 2000 through 2014. Uh, but that means UK has eight. Since that time, and that has to be good enough for first since 2010, you'd have to think, right, Trevor? Throw a trivia question at you. Before Calipari, who was the last U.K. lottery pick? The last U.K. lottery pick. Before Calipari. Was it Antoine Walker? Nope. You're in the the close vicinity, though. Was it? I mean, how close to the vicinity? Like on that team? Uh, Technically, yes. So, technically, I don't know what the technically means. Well, you when you when you hear the answer, I'll give it. Say Ron Mercer. What'd you say? Ron Mercer. (laughs) I was so hoping you were wrong. Who was it? It was Derek Anderson. Derek, that was who. That was going to be my next guess. Nineteen ninety-eight. That was going to be my next guess. Okay. Oh, interesting. Now, first so round picks Walker after did, that, but Antoine Walker didn't go in the lottery. He did, but he went to nineteen ninety-seven, a year before. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Uh, so I okay. Understand. I, I guess I should apologize. Mercer, I guess technically is right since they both went in the lottery. Him and Anderson. I just now realize that. Okay. Uh, anyways. Oh, I still just wanted to do that. I still just wanted to at least give him a chance to play the play. You know this at you. Well, I'm, I'm sure you probably want to play that for somebody else after you had heard it time after time there during the trivia game. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> Captain Arctic says that just kind of speaks up the Tubby and, and Billy Gillespie era, which he's not wrong about that. It, it it does, 
And, you know, we had that debate a few weeks ago about the Tubby Smith era versus the Billy Gillespie era and which one I think was worse for U.K. basketball and maybe more painful for U.K. fans. Uh, you, you, you look at Tubby, he was there a lot longer than Billy Gillespie. Zero lottery picks during that time. Um, but unbelievable what Calipari's been able to do since he arrived at Kentucky with the amount of lottery picks. He's certainly going to have a few more this year, probably four more with, with Trey Lyles, Devin Booker, Willie Cauley-Stein, and then obviously Carl Anthony Towns, who's likely to go number one. Did you see where the Boston Celtics were trying to trade up and the thought is Willie Cauley-Stein was, was their guy they're looking at? Uh, I have not read that, but uh, would not surprise me. It'd be a nice, uh, a nice guy to put next to a Kelly Olnick or a uh, Jared Sollinger who had a solid season, but it's a little overrated. Takes a lot of shots and shoots a pretty low percentage with the numbers he puts up. I think uh, I, you know, I, I'm I like Boston sports teams, and I, I, if I had to pick an NBA team, it'd be the Celtics. I don't lose any sleep when they lose, uh, but I I would approve of that. Again, I I'm I've got my doubts about Willie Cauley Stein as an NBA player. But if he can come into a role where he just needs to be a great defender, a good shot blocker, a solid rebounder, then by all means, I'd be I'd be okay with that. And I think he would be able to do that more so at Boston than a lot of other places. Repeat, so, repeat that number of lottery tickets Calipari's produced again for me. It's eight. Kentucky between 1986 and 2000 produced six lottery picks. 1986 and 2000. So a 14-year span, Kentucky produced six lottery picks. Cows produced eight in the last five. Well, you can you can make that 1986 up to 2009. And one title. You can stretch that out, and you have one. You have two titles, and how six lottery picks? Between yes, between 1986 uh, and and 2000, Kentucky produced two titles and six lottery picks under two lottery picks. Under Cal has produced one title and eight lottery tick lottery picks. I keep saying ticks for some reason. A lot of ticks out there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Cal Ferry needs to take a shower. Too many ticks. Too many uh, ticks. That's, that's that's impressive. And for as impressive as that is for Cal Perry to have eight lottery picks and a title in in six years at UK, and that number is going to go up to twelve uh, after this year. It is. I think it's probably worse that you can go from 1986 to 2010 2009 and have just six lottery picks that's almost comically bad <laughs> it's, it is i mean that's 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 a quarter of a century and you have six lottery picks can you name any how many of them can you name well it sounds you, like we've already listed off a few yeah you named mercer obviously walker and uh, anderson is mashburn Correct. Let's see. Uh, two more. Well, this is probably before my time. Well, yeah, because they were both before you were born. One of them, okay. we've mentioned his name on numerous occasions, and the other one, his claim to fame was not being a bust in the NBA, but winning the NBA dunk contest. Huh. I should probably get that. It, just, just tell me. I'm gonna. It's gonna bug well, me too much. One is Rex Chapman, 1989. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. And the other was Kenny Skywalker. And Nick is in there yelling in the studio, yelling Skywalker. He got it. 
Well, I, I should have gotten Rex Chapman. I guess I was thinking that Rex Chapman would be four of them, but really it's not. And then Skywalker I probably would would not have gotten. And give credit to uh, Mr. Yates who uh, texts in the correct answer to the connection to all outro songs today. Did you tell him? Uh, yes, I told him he was correct. No, I did not tell him what it was. He guessed it correctly. All right, so what is it, Trevor? What were you playing out of the com- or heading into the commercial breaks? All three songs were number one at the time UK won their last three national champions. And what were the three songs? Um, Fun by We Are Young by Fun, uh, Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith, and of course, <laughs> Crossroads by. <laughs> you see the gap right there between titles, by the way, between Jiggy and then uh, Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I. Uh, we are young. When I when I do that, when I do hear that song, I do think of the 2012 national championship. I actually think of the, I actually think of the 13 because in Atlanta they were actually at the Final Four playing, and I remember Dugan took his kids to it, and they were so excited. And I, I just couldn't well, fathom why anybody would be excited to see a band called Fun with a period at the end. Who was the rapper down there in 2013 for in Atlanta? Oh, uh, it was uh, Macklemore. Yeah, remember, remember when he was popular last year, year before? No, I thought it was somebody else wearing a Kevin Ware jersey. That I don't remember. Macklemore did perform at the Atlanta Final Four. The New Orleans Final Four was Black Keys, which I really wanted to go see, but I was too hungover trying to find my car from the night before. See, I I have never been to one of those concerts, but there was a rapper down there, and I don't think it was Macklemore that was wearing a Kevin Ware jersey in Atlanta, and Louisville fans just went absolutely bonkers over it. Uh, But I've never been to one of those free Final Four concerts. I plan on doing it. Uh, anyways, we are out of time. Tomorrow's show on location. You can come out and say hello. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Uh, make sure you get out there. That's where I'll be. Four o'clock tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing along. Those that did. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. 1450 the sports bus.